0: All right, let's try this again. Okay, now what's? Oh, right, never mind. Sorry, people. Technical difficulties have reared their ugly head. Let's try this yet a third time, and there we go.
1: In a pack room, which I keep for days upon, which I relent, and gaze for hours on the muscle, skin, and bone of some imaginary friend. So, how about it? Show me, please, how, how, well, look in 20 years. And let me, please, interpret history in every line and scar that's painted there in front of me. the fall
0: And good evening, uh, you're listening to 101.9 FM, CITR here in Vancouver, um, it's st- it's <laughs> UBC Campus Radio and the show is Stereoscopic Readout, I'm your host Darren, it is Fun Drive 2014, if you're listening to Fleur's show, you will know that we are currently in the thick of trying to raise 35 G's. Um, we are currently at one thousand nine hundred sixty-three dollars and eighty cents, which means that some lucky uh, uh, listener and donator out there may be the one to push everything over the edge into the realm of two thousand the, the the dual millennium of uh, funding. I'm start. I'm not making sense anyway. It's Fund Drive. Um, we've got prize packs. We've got stuff uh, that you can give to us. You can give us. Anything you want, really. We will take $5 cash if that is what you want to donate, and it is tax-deductible. Um, however, we do have prize packs at every uh, donation level, um, starting at $30. You get yourself, as friends, a CITR card, as you heard off the top while I was fumbling to uh, get my computer rebooted, but... Um, not a, it's not the station's computer. We're, we're okay on the computer to depart- Well, I mean, maybe we're not, I don't know. I don't pay much attention to that, but that's my problem. It's my computer. It sucks. It's old. It's, uh, it's going in the garbage when my tax return comes, well, it's not going in the garbage. It's going to a recycling depot. But anyway, um, $30 will get you a friends of CITR card. As you heard off the top, you can, uh, there are lots of local retailers who will give you a discount for flashing the friends of CITR card. Um, in fact, if you donate anything above $30, you will get a friends of CITR card at $60. You get the card and you get a get moving mug because that's our theme for this year's funding drive is friends. Help friends move, uh, Thomas Rieke and Nelson. If you're listening, he knows all about helping me move but I'm not asking him for money unless he really, really wants to donate something. Anyway, uh, at $101.90 or 101.9, get it? Uh, You get the card, you get the mug and you get Radio Society Rad Socks or Rad Sock, Rad Socks. Um, Not to be confused with Eng Sock uh, for all you English literature students out there or fans of otherwise of George Orwell. No, it's Radsock Radio Society. $175 gets you the friend of CITR card, the mug, the Rad Socks, and a CITR hoodie. And it just goes up from there. I'm going to go through this um, probably several times before the end of the show. But uh, that's enough chatting from me for now. Um, Bell and Sebastian off the top. From the compilation Push Barman to Open Old Wounds. However, you can also find it on the Acid House original soundtrack. Neat movie. Uh, I would recommend it. It's all uh, short stories by uh, the guy's name. You know what? I've forgotten his name. He's the guy who wrote Train Spotting. Mm. Anyway, they turned that into a movie too. So, you know, track that down. Anyway, um,. A couple of songs obviously inspired by the Velvet Underground. See if you can spot which ones they are. Oh, for the love of criminy. Another fun fact about CITR is that we are the radio station that actually tells you the name of the song that you're listening to. Fox doesn't do that. Anyway, um, off the top there, Hamilton, Ontario, Simply Saucer from 1975. That was bulletproof nothing. Um, they kind of put out an album, seventy five seventy six. It was produced by not, uh, I think it was by Robert Lanois, not Daniel Lanois, his brother. And, uh, became a little bit of a cult hit, uh, classic in later years was re-released in 1989 and then got picked up by Sonic Onion, um, Bulletproof Nothing, the name of the song you heard there and David Bowie with Queen Bitch. Um, that kind of reminds me, um, you heard that in one of the, well, one of the places you would have heard that song was, uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. And that reminds me, uh, Wes Anderson's new film, Hotel Budapest is due out. I think it's next weekend, even, uh, the 7th or the 8th of March. I think it's the same weekend as, uh, Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac comes out as well. So there you go. Um, two songs, as I mentioned, obviously influenced by Lou Reed, if not the Velvet Underground. Um... I am sweetening the pot. I've already read you the first half of what you get, uh, by donating at the $250 level. It starts turning into doubles of things, plus t-shirts and, uh, 500, 750, $1,000. Um, the $1,000 super rad pack is everything in the prize pack. Each donor will be listed on a cassette tape on a donor wall in the new station in the new sub. That's right. We have a new sub building being built even as we speak and, uh, CITR will have a rather prominent studio, which opens onto the, uh, I guess it would be the concourse, um, of the uh, new student union building. So that's one of the reasons why we're asking you for money. We need stuff like, you know, we obviously things like, um, furnishings. Um, I mean, I'm not talking about like desks and stuff. I think things like the desk that the, um, the mixing board that we're currently working through here needs to be custom built, uh, custom shelves, custom CD racks, things like that need to be paid for. Um, but anyway, what I was going to get to is you can donate to specific shows. You can donate to my show, Stereoscopic Readout, when you phone up. And that number is 604-822-8648 or 604-UBC-UNIT. Oh, we did go over. We went over 2000 We went over $2,000? Are
2: we over
0: 2000 yeah. No, 20 more. Oh, $20 more. So we're at 1983 Oh, there you go. Adrian, we
3: can get to 2000 by the time you're
0: finished. Okay, there we go. Uh, just getting live updates on uh, where we're at. We are now at $1,983.80 in donations. Um, anyway, as I was saying... Um, th- At any level you donate, there is a prize pack. And if you donate, because you can donate to individual shows, you can phone up and you can still donate to Are You Aware? Fleur would really appreciate that. I would appreciate it if you phoned up and donated to Stereoscopic Readout. I personally don't get the money, but I have a fundraising goal. And to help sweeten the pot, anybody who donates between now and 9 p.m. Well, you know what? Anybody who donates on behalf of the show until the end of Funding Drive 2014, is going to be entered into a draw for an original Bob Massey poster. Bob Massey, active in Vancouver in the mid to late 60s, um, did posters for the Afterthought uh, nightclub on 4th Avenue, did posters for various events around town, and I'm going to be putting in my poster that he did for the Yardbirds live at Carisdale Arena in 1968. That's going into the pot for anybody who donates to stereoscopic readout. There will be a draw when all is said and done and somebody will will walk away with that poster in their possession. Or rather, they'll have to come down to the station and get it from Brenda. But anyway, that's what's in it for you. What's in it for me? Just the enjoyment of playing rad tunes for you. And I'm going to continue that right now. This is Toronto Band. From their debut 1969 album, Bent Wind... Back with you on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver at Stereoscopic Readout and it's uh, Funding Drive 2014. The return of the killer donation. Um, Well, we added up some uh, totals that we forgot about from this morning and the uh, current sum is uh, $2,383.80. So we are about... 32,000 and change short of our goal, but we've got a whole week to uh, realize that. And, um, actually that's a nice change from last, uh, that we sort of instituted is the whole blitz. We're only doing this for a week. Uh, we're only going to be doing our best impersonation of KCTS nine, uh, for one week and one week only. So, uh, if you can, uh, just s- find it in yourself to donate whatever, I mean, we're, we're talking about donations of $30 and $60 and, you know, up to however many dollars you like, but, uh, and for, for the prize packs, but I mean, really, if you, if you like what, you know, we're doing and you want to be a part of it and, um, you want to make, you know, you you want to help us out we will take $5, we will take $10, even um and why sh- you know and why should you well i mean it's you know it's your radio station as much as ours you know it's not like uh, a commercial radio station you know we don't have uh we don't ha- really have advertisers that we answer to there is no payola there is no um, you know record labels breathing down our necks trying to uh, you know force or, or coerce us into playing whatever um, You know, it's, it's to, to put a really weird perspective on it, actually, the, the sort of organizational model that we have here at CITR is frightening like that, frighteningly like that of Fox News. In (laughs) as much as each programmer is basically, you know, with there are certain CRTC guidelines that there's language I can't use before 9 PM and so forth. But other than that, I'm pretty much free to play what I want to play, um, and so is pretty much everybody else on the station. And that's the diversity of programming that you're supporting. And it's the diversity of programming that you yourself can get involved with. If you have an idea to pitch a show or you want to get involved and see how this uh, whole thing works, or if you want to volunteer or you want to work for, you know, do some work for Discord or writing writing for Discord or editing for Discord, or you want to um, step in and help the music department sift through... Um, piles and piles of music that we have to go through in order to, uh, sort of see what's going to be on our playlist for a particular month. You can always contact the station, um, the number, oh, wait a sec. Well, you can start tonight by phoning 604-822-8648, or you can go to citr.ca and follow the lead on our homepage, um, you can donate electronically. You can donate, uh, well, it'll go to CITR.ca. It'll exp- it'll explain the whole things, but you can get involved. You know, this is not some, uh, ivory tower where we shut people out. I mean, I sort of walked in, in 2006 and pitched a show idea to Bryce, who was the programming director at the time. And within five months I, of uh, practicing and so forth and waiting for a, an opening to, to come about, I had this show and there you go. Um, anyway, another reason why CITR matters and this, this connects with, you know, we get to choose our own format here is we get to break new music that you will probably won't hear anywhere else in the city. And tonight I'm going to be... Giving Doug Tuttle's LP a spin. Um it came out came out earlier than, no, it came out late January, uh same day as Quilts uh Held in Splendor LP was released. Doug Tuttle, you may know, being the frontman for the band Moss, who is no longer with us, uh signed to Trouble in Mind Records. Um, It is essentially the third Moss album, and it's really, really good. You're going to hear about four tracks from it, well, basically starting now. This kicking things off from uh, the brand new Doug Tuttle LP is with us soon. So listening to 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver the show is Stereoscopic Readout and it's funding drive 2014 um the current total is still at $2383.80 phone lines are open uh, right now Fleur and Ben are manning the phones at 604-822-8648 that is 604 604- UBC Unit. Um you just heard four selections from Doug Tuttle's self-titled uh album that is currently out. It is on Trouble in Mind Records. Uh you that may sound familiar. Um I believe Yako Gardner is on Trouble in Mind Re- as well. And uh Doug and Yako will also be at Austin Psych Fest this May in Austin, Texas. Natch. Um there you go. Off the top you heard uh with us soon I will leave. We could live and turn this love. That was sounded like a poem. Anyway, um yeah worth worth a listen. I'm really, really digging this album. Um in fact I think it may have found something that may rank quite high on the Festive 15 2014 but uh we've still got like 10 more months before that becomes an issue um donations is what we're soliciting uh now earlier i went through the prize pack and i'm going to do that again thanks to carmen milady carmen just donated 50 dollars. thank you so very much so we're now at 20 uh that's why carmen does the adding in this relationship. I can't 24, $2,433 and 80 cents, something like that. Anyway, if you donate at the $30 level, um, you get a friends of CITR card. In fact, anything $30 and above you get a friends of CITR card, a uh, $60 donation or more will get you the card and a get moving mug gets you the card, the mug and rad sock, rad socks. I'm assuming they're socks. I'm assuming they're rad and I'm assuming they have something to do with the radio society. And I'm assuming somebody was reading a lot of George Orwell when they came up with that idea. $175 or more gets you the card, the mug, the socks and a CITR hoodie. Um, 250 or more gets you two friends cards, a mug, rad socks, hoodie, and a t shirt. 500 rad pack is two friends cards, two mugs, two pairs of socks, a hoodie, and a t shirt. 750 is double everything in the prize pack, and a $1,000 or more donation, double everything prize pack. Plus, you get your name on a special cassette tape, which will be part of a donor wall in the new station when it opens in the new sub um i can't remember when that is that it's slated to open and because i cannot do a raffle without a license i'm changing the rules on the bob massey 1968 yardbirds at carisdale arena poster from my own personal collection which i'm adding to the pot if you donate to stereoscopic readout specifically if you donate before 9 p.m the highest donation will win that poster so super um hope you but you know what we are perfectly happy if you donate five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars um if you'd make a donation you can come in and rummage through um take a lucky dip into our selection of uh CDs and LPs, which we were, which we have, um, on offer for casual cash donations. If you stop by the station, you can walk out with a little something, something for you anyway. So, um, as I was mentioning, why CITR? Well, you know, we are funded partly through student fees, but that's not written in stone. Um, there are a couple of stations in Canada, which have actually been divested by, uh, student societies. And basically the reason why we're doing this is we would very much like to become financially as financially independent as we would like, as we, as we could get, because, um, you know, there's things that the, uh, student fees don't cover. I mean, we have to have an engineer come in, for example, and help us out with things like, uh, you know, when the board goes wrong or the whole setting up of the new boards. Um, because we bought three for the on-air studio, the production studio and the practice quote, uh, reserve studio, uh, with the money that we made last year. And, uh, so, I mean, that was great because these, the board that I'm going through right now is probably approaching 20 years old, which is actually quite a long time for technology. When you think about it, um, you know, we, we have to have the engineer in when something happens with our transmitter. We have to have the engineer in when, you know, we're doing this whole, uh, board switch over thing and, you know, it's, he, he's got to get paid that, you know, that's the kind of thing that your donations pay for. It's not just, you know, um, well, what I, whatever you might think it is. Um, we're also a non-profit um, organization. So if you donate, you can either opt for the prize package or you can offer or opt for a tax receipt. That's it. Anyway, we're going to get back to some more music. So you heard Doug Tuttle that new self-titled album on Trouble in Mind. If you were a fan of Moss, if you uh, were digging the split Moss and Quilt 10-inch single, which was released last year, this is more where that came from. Um, Something else I've actually been uh, wanting to play for a while is, um, now I know you're going to go running for the hills if I say Grateful Dead, but uh, Vancouver was the first place outside of the Bay Area that the Grateful Dead ever played in 1966. uh, In the July of 1966, there was the first Vancouver Trips Festival at the Peony Garden Auditorium. There were a bunch of um, San Francisco acts which made it up, um, Grateful Dead being one of them. Big Brother in the holding company being one of them, uh Country Joe and the Fish being one of them. Uh there's are they'd already, already sorted started being a north south transfer of talent at that point. Uh in January of 66 the Jefferson Airplane had already played Vancouver. And we're talking about year, like year and a half before they played anywhere else like, you know, New York City even. And um, kind of a watershed moment. Vancouver had a really intense sort of scene in uh, the mid and late sixties and the trips festival was sort of like, you know, the first breaking wave of that. And, um, the reason why this is tying into the rest of the show is one of the bands, the local bands, which played the trips festival in 66 and again in 67 when it was at the Richmond arena, was The Painted Ship in 2008. I had the good fortune to have William Hay, uh, vocalist of The Painted Ship, on the show. And I'm going to be replaying parts of that interview um, in, a f- in a few minutes, actually. But to sort of set the stage, um, and this is, you know... Give it a listen. It's blues rock. Um it's not the sort of noodly stuff that the Grateful Dead became known for and one some might say infamous for in the nineteen seventies. But uh this is you know, this is uh, it's a blues standard. This is them doing king I'm a king bee. I'm assuming it's uh, Ron Pigpen McKernan singing and playing harmonica. So this is from direct from the stage. Recording at the Peony Garden Auditorium on uh, July the 30th, 1966, in Vancouver. This is a piece of Vancouver music history right here, right now.
1: Tasting, tasting, tasting. Tasting. Microphonicus Rex. Yes, yes. Our reputation no yes, it is, is right. microphone test time. It is microphone test time. Microphone. Speak into the directional microphone. We will use a simple syllable to test our microphones tonight. The syllable is NARC. Nark. NARC. This. NARC. NARC. Is NARC. Narc
3: narc. Is NARC. 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 The. That's what a dog with a hair lip says. Grateful Dad from San Francisco mm uh-huh.
1: your
3: bright lights low I might do a wind up your transmission till
2: till your motor won't run no more
0: Grateful Dead live in Vancouver in 1966 at the first Trips Festival, Um, an event which also featured the Painted Ship, and we're going to be hearing some excerpts from a 2008 interview I did with one William Hay, vocalist of said group, in a moment. But I just want to remind you that uh, we still have eager volunteers manning those phones, so it's 604 822 eight, six, four, eight. That is six Oh four UBC unit. Our goal this year is to raise $35,000 in one week. That will help us move into our new digs in the new sub building when it is complete. And we're currently sitting a little over $2,400. Um, and as I said, there are a number of Incentives for you to donate. There are prize packs for the 30, 60, 101.9, 175, 250, and above. Um, and all of those, in addition, if you phone and donate to the show before 9 p.m. tonight, the highest bidder will win a um, Bob Massey 1968 Yardbirds at Caresdale Arena poster from my own personal collection. Um, so there you go. And the highest bidder by 9 PM. So as I mentioned, and as I promised, uh, there is a, um, William Hay interview. We're going to get to that right now. This is from 2008 when I had Will on the show and, um, he's going to I selected a few things where he's talking about specific singles and band history. So without further ado, let's get that rolling.
4: A number of people have asked me about this first single. Yeah. Uh, actually, the story goes, I wanted Frustration to be the A-side. Yes. A member mm-hmm. of the band, I won't say who it was, hated Frustration. Mm-hmm. And the other two members didn't like much either, neither does, did their... Manager of the time, they said it was too weird. Yeah. So they said, go with lies because it's the less weird of them. Yeah. So they did that. And uh, the song went up maybe into the mid 20s on the charts and everybody was happy. But me.
0: Oh, this was in Vancouver? Uh, Canada. Oh, okay. And it
4: was released in the States. Yeah. Yeah. So it it charted in around the mid 20s in parts of the States. But I never wrote anything. Quite frankly, I didn't care give a rodent's behind about the charts <laughs> yeah so i still wasn't satisfied so i'm going to give kudo to somebody that comes in here once in a while john tanner yes the djs of that day in the fm stations were cool guys and they would go out of their way to help young bands when they could yeah so i phoned i didn't tell the other band members i didn't tell my manager i didn't tell the record company mm-hmm. you can see where this is going can't you? yeah <laughs> so i phoned a, a bunch of the djs and i said please don't play lies anymore play frustration and, of course, they tried to talk me out of it, too. They said, hey, you don't know what you're doing. You know, you're young. You're naive. Just to get charted in the number 39, top 40, you should be. But I said, no, I, I think people might want to hear something that was just really different. Yeah. So they did it. And, of course, everybody yelled at me. <laughs> I got dumped on from great heights by everybody, you know, band members. Yeah. But the, the DJs were cool. They, they didn't play it. They played Frustration. and. Mm -hmm. Went to number 10 in the charts. Excellent. Well, I still didn't care. That wasn't (laughs) the point. The point was, I think people... Now I see a real similarity between how a lot of people, a lot of audience feels right now and how they felt then. Like, there was a real frustration. At that time, there there was a frustration about the kind of music that was pushed at them. Okay, yeah. They thought it was just not relevant to anything. Yeah. And so there was a real groundswell of people that wanted to hear something... Different. Yeah. And something that might have a little bit more of a socially relevant message or a message of any kind other than Moon, June, Spoon, you.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. Never,
4: that's all it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Like the Gary Puckett and the Union Gap kind of right. stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, well, no names mentioned. Okay. But... Um, so that's the story. So a lot of people have been um, emailing me on, the, on my MySpace site and they're asking me about this controversy mm-hmm. because apparently somewhere else on the internet there's a story about. I didn't like this and I didn't like this, but that is what happened so oh,
0: Okay cool yeah.
4: Second single, they told me be more commercial. Yeah, so I said you went the exact oh, opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went exactly the opposite way, and Mercury refused to re- release it. London did release it.
0: Yes, in Canada, like, right. London was in Canada, and, and Mercury was your label in the states. Mercury was
4: in the states. We okay. were actually. Oh, that's another interesting thing. What happened in the late '60s, thanks to the California bands. But yeah, to get back to the story, yeah. yeah Mercury refused to release it, so I phoned Chicago. We were we were Chicago was where we were the head office yes. that was supposed to be overseeing us. And I talked to the guy there, and he was very friendly. And I said, "Well, why aren't you releasing it?" And he said, "Because we told you to be more commercial, and you're getting weirder. <laughs> and why don't you take a rest? Maybe you're playing too much." That's what he said. Oh God! <laughs> so <laughs> it may have been good advice. Yeah. But uh, then I said, "Well, well, I won't tell you what I did say." Okay. But it wasn't pleasant. And he said, well, if that's how you feel, you don't have to be on the label. And I said, exactly how I feel. So that's why I never got a penny. Oh, and that's why people have asked me in MySpace, you know, why can't I get audience reflections? Or, and she said yes mm-hmm. on um, Mercury because they refused to. It, you can't find it on London. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, the interesting part the bands that are covering this now, the yes. most covered song right now is "And She Said Yes. Oh, yes. Alucia's covering it, yes. uh, River City Tan Lines, yes. uh, New Bomb Turks. Yeah. Uh, Cynics did a cover of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. There's at least half a dozen covers out right now. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah and that was a song that they absolutely refused to release. So... <laughs>
0: We are back. It's 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver. The show is Stereoscopic Readout, and you're listening to the Fun Drive 2014 edition. Um, the phone number to donate is 604-822-8648. That is 604-UBC-UNIT. Uh, you can also go to citr.ca where there is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Capacity function by which you can donate online. Um, just go to citr.ca and follow the rather obvious links, and that will connect you to will get you where you need to go. So one last trip through the prize packs and incentives. If you donate at $30 or more, you get a Friends of CITR card at $60 or more. You get Friends of CITR card and a Get Moving mug, $101.9. That's $101.90. Friends of CITR card, Get Moving mug, and Rad Sock, Rad Socks, Radio Society Socks, $175 will get you the card, the mug, the socks, and a CITR hoodie, $250, two friends cards, one mug, socks, hoodie, and a t-shirt, and it just goes up from there, and you have officially six minutes and about 40 seconds left to donate and get in on uh, winning the if you donate to stereoscopic readout before 9 PM tonight, you can win the highest bidder will win a 1968 Bob Massey yardbirds at Carisdale arena poster from my collection. So let those fingers do the dialing and listen to the end of uh, the excerpts from the William Hay 2008 interview, we've got, uh, one song left and about four minutes of William explaining how the band got together. And then I am out of here. Ben Lie is up next with live from Thunderbird Radio Hell at nine, and he will take over the fun drive action for you. But that is pretty much it for me this evening. So I will see you next week. The The band was conceived at UBC. We were.
4: Even. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, three of the four members were actually from Richmond, but we didn't know each other in Richmond. Oh, yeah. I was out here at UBC. I was in arts, and at the time I was writing bad poetry. Okay. And uh, Rob... As one does when one is a right. young adult. I mean, that's the whole purpose of it. <laughs> so Rob was playing guitar. He, he played... Uh, what I call commercial R&B and mm-hmm. he played in a lot of house bands. Yeah. He played with Donnie Gerard In Donnie Gerard's band. Oh yeah. Some people will know Donnie Gerard. He had a bit of a hit, a couple of hits in the R&B scene. Okay. Yeah. And so we just met, and I had a lot of music in my background. I played for 8 years in a youth orchestra. And we said, "Well, why don't we collaborate to see how many people we can disturb?" Mm-hmm. And that's how it came. Uh, Rob's brother played um, drums, and uh, we recruited Ken on uh, keyboards, and that mm-hmm. was that. So it
0: was just it was
4: a uh, four-piece with no bass? That's right. Keyboard played, which was often the case in those days, yeah. as with the Doors. Yes. And a couple other bands. Left-hand bass. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were bass players in the band. It, just to condense everything down, it turned out there was about four to five different configurations of musicians in the band. Yeah. A lot of changes of musicians, mm-hmm. which I'll take responsibility for. It, it. It is my fault, if you want to lay fault. Because a lot of the guys wanted to be more... Some of the guys wanted to be a lot more commercial and make more money that way. Yeah. So they left, and uh, I was always an anti-drug boy, so I yeah. always demanded clean musicians. And mm-hmm. so some wouldn't come for that reason, and some left for that reason.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but, um, so, I mean, you, the band was formed, yeah. and uh, I would assume you got it was like cuz i think things were a little bit more um i wouldn't say more professional in those days but they were definitely less uh, laid back than they are today whereas in i th- i would i would assume that you would have got management quite quickly wouldn't you have
4: um we did but actually what happened was something really interesting happened and mm-hmm. this is what i was referring to earlier up until the bands out of California really established themselves. Yeah. All music was dominated, and I do mean dominated, by three cities in North America, Philadelphia, Chicago, and New York. Yeah. Absolutely dominated. All the West Coast offices were just chauffeurs,
0: mm-hmm.
4: just the chauffeur people around who came out. Yeah. So at that time, the California bands started to make some noise, and for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. it was the music industry. It wasn't yet the music business. The sharks smelt the blood. Yeah. They knew there was money, North but America. the guys were too weird, and they just didn't know quite how to handle them. Because if you look back at the kind of North American music that was before, I call them the Frankies. Yeah. You know, there was Frankie Avalon and, you know, these sort of guys. Frankie Valley, Yeah. yeah. And they didn't know what to make of the West Coast bands because mm-hmm. they were kind of weird. So there was a year and a half in which bands had a lot of latitude.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You presented stuff. Like when we took our stuff to them, to London, they said, well, this, we don't know what to make of this. This is awfully strange. Mm-hmm. But they, they, I think the exact quote was, this is awfully strange, but we've heard some strange stuff from California too. <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> so we'll take a chance. So they basically, see, we didn't ask for any advance or anything yeah. like that. In fact, we paid for the studio time. Oh, okay. So we yeah. didn't ask for anything from them. And they, so I, they have really had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So they put it out. And then when they made money off it, then they...
0: Yeah, they realized that... And uh, then they
4: started being more professional on the West Coast. That's when you started to see... Sharks moving in Los Angeles and, you know, San, and San Francisco. Okay. They realized, we've got to organize this thing. We've got to start making money. That's why some of the California bands, if you read any of their bios or you go on the net with them, they'll tell you about how they were robbed of all their money. and things. Because right at the beginning, the bands, we were all very naive about business. Yeah. yeah. And the big guys, they suddenly realized the power was shifting, and they, they wanted to see how they could maximize their profits out of that. And they moved in quickly. Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing? UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us on Facebook
0: to learn when our next shows are. Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers.
4: UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here.
0: Let's
2: get it on. let get it on.
1: Astorino's is located off Commercial Drive in the heart of East Vancouver. It's run by the Britannia Community Center and is available to rent for anyone. Some of its features include tall ceilings, wood floors, accessible bathrooms, a stage and a PA. Astorinos is an accessible space and centrally located. It's ideal for any type of rehearsal, information session, dance classes, arts and craft sales, rummage sales, community events, and of course, shows and dancing.
2: Check out BritanniaCenter.org and the Facebook search Astorinos,
4: or contact Maddie Harris by email at maddiefromlife at gmail.com to learn more.
1: I was a prisoner I was a prisoner cocaine addiction
3: Cocaine took my drink my drink It made me lie and lie
1: steal Cocaine took my will my soul and all I wanted was more cocaine more cocaine. Cocaine Anonymous gave me freedom and saved my life. If you got a problem with cocaine, pick up the phone. We're here to help.
2: Contact Cocaine Anonymous toll-free by calling 866-662-8300 or find them online at ca-bc.ca.
4: More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally, poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Worked with private landowners to protect wildlife, to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you.